Um, so this is a special um, IET podcast. Uh, today's podcast is actually an IET adventure uh, specific. Uh, and what I was hoping to do here is, is share, uh, you know, my past experiences, a former staff member's experiences, and the bonds and 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 that have almost formulated through our adventure program. But you know, more so, not necessarily about Camp IHC, but more so what can you do when you put your mind to it? And, and I'm, I'm lucky and blessed to be here with uh, Ryan. Uh, and uh, Ryan, if you just, you know, feel up for it, want to do a little hello, a brief intro and let people know where you're calling in from. Um, they kind of pretty much know me by now. <laughs> so, yeah. So my name is Ryan Hutter. Uh, I believe I was at IHC, ooh, I want to say 2003, 2004. Um, it's a, it sounds about right. It was a, it was a double year. It, it was a back to back season. Sounds about yeah. right. But uh, yeah, so I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, coastal tide waters, and then started getting a you know a, a real sense of wanting to be in the mountains more. Uh, getting away from Washington during the summer, so IHC was a big stepping stone there, and. Then once I graduated from college and once I sort of, you know, was looking at IHC in the rearview mirror and looking towards you know, future steps, I found myself moving down to Yosemite in California and living there for a number of years, working for the Outward Bound School, traveling a whole bunch on my own, working on my personal climbing and skiing, taking big trips, and then, you know, kind of fell into, you know, guiding as a profession, which is where I'm at right now. I work full-time as a rock ski and alpine guide in the city of Mammoth Lakes. I mean, city is kind of a stretch. In a small, <laughs> in a small village. A small urbanized town of, of Mammoth, Mammoth Lakes, Lakes, California, which is you know, on the eastern side of the Sierra Nevada and a little, little 7,000 foot and 7,000 person town. Sounds great. Awesome. So Ryan, um, you know, in those early years and, and what, when I think about when I came to IHC and when you came to IHC, part of it, I always laugh, laugh at people is like, we think we, we have a really good understanding of what it takes to be a guy, to be an adventurer, to work with kids, to work with adults. And then you meet a, a whole new culture. Uh, you meet people from all different backgrounds. And, and I remember when you came in, like you said, you were from the Pacific Northwest. And uh, remind me, you went to university and you, you did a version of Outdoor Ed because you back in the day, it's like, was Outdoor Ed actually a, a, a program? But you were actually in an Outdoor Ed program. Yeah, like like one of my advisors like to say, we do more than just get the dodgeballs off the roof. And <laughs> I love it. So my, yeah, my, my degree was was outdoor recreation, but but that can get split up a bunch of different ways, as you know, like we had people in my program that were going into therapeutic recreation you know, working in a, in a more of a clinical setting using recreation. And then a ton of people who went into like municipal parks and rec. And then, you know, folks like me who took the outdoor programming and then went into outdoor education and kind of used that um, experiential education to build their skill sets. Perfect. And at, at IHC, and I'm almost speaking to the people who haven't been with us yet, um, or had the opportunity to work. Because when you look at Camp IHC, you can go online and you see all these pictures. If you look at our IHC Adventures website, you see these people climbing, biking, swimming, doing those sort of things. When you came in, 
um, and you started working with kids, what was one of the surprises for you? Because I think that's kind of almost like you came back another year right? You know, was it, was it the working with the kids? Was it the staff? Like maybe there's multiple things. There was something about camp that grabbed you um, and made it something you wanted to do again. And then we'll carry on with the future bit in a sec. Yeah, I think that that's a, a really interesting and good question. And, and what, I mean, there's a lot of things going through my, my mind right now, how to answer this. I think the staff has a lot to do with it. You know, you're going into an environment with a lot of other people who are similar ages, similar experiences, definitely different backgrounds. So it's a really like it's a melting pot for staff. But what's also really cool about the camp setting, and this kind of maybe can segue into reasons why a camp setting is a great way to uh, you know, get your feet wet as a as a guide is that you've got this really stable group of people who you're teaching to and working with. And, and a lot of these, I'm, I'm going to say students, but a lot of these campers, they've been there for way longer than any of us have. And so they're almost kind of like, they're, they're the thing that helps guide you through this whole process. They're kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've done this before. We like This is how it usually works. Like, oh, cool. Like, yeah. Let me let, let me actually show you how yeah through this process and yeah. and what's awesome about it too is that because you're there for eight weeks you have these kids um, these great kids and if lessons kind of fall flat then you've got the ability to go back to the drawing board figure out a better way to you know frame this programming and come back and really become a better counselor, a better instructor, just even within the course of a single season. Amazing, yeah, and I appreciate that you see it that way because as the years I've been at camp, we, we talk about progression. Any program, any education curriculum, whether AMGA to, you know, Knowles, our round, everyone wants to say is like, what are you gonna gain from this experience? And sometimes people forget that, you know, summer camps, residential camps, and particularly IHC is, we do see the same clientele that come back and they're looking for the next step or they're in a bunk and they're a stronger climber, stronger biker. How do we individualize that? And exactly what you said there was like, man, I, I was ready to you know, crush this, but they already know how to do this. So now I have to improv or step within the boundaries and say, okay, where can I go from here? How do I escalate this without going outside their comfort zone and challenging them? Whereas if it's, if it's a guide, and, and that's an interesting translation, is the guide is that's your moment, I would guess, right? So if you're you, a client comes out to you in California, you have that four hour to hopefully get them connected to come back again. Whereas at summer camp, you are literally a teacher. You are building that relationship for seven weeks um, and over time. And, and, and through that ebb and flow of hot, dry, sunny, cold <laughs> rain wet yeah. adaptation flexibility um but uh, I, that's for me is also is just you, you learn to adapt holy cow right i mean how many times would a trip well, you, you, it's been a while but how many times would a trip get changed or someone would forget you know the, the milk or you know whatever it might be and you have to problem solve through that situation you know i actually i just worked with um with a ski client of mine just last week who has a place in Lake Placid, and we were sort of reminiscing about, you know, going out on on portaging trips on Bluff Island. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, I, I had this like really distinct memory of just, you know, all the brown stuff hitting the fan and us being out there with like blue tarps and, you know, soggy apple boxes full of food that were falling apart. And, you know, we couldn't get the fire to get started. And then, you know, all these sixth graders are just fired up. Like it's totally miserable. Right. And, and from our perspective, we're just fully letting the thing go pear shaped. And yeah. they're just like, Oh, this is great. Like we're problem solving. We're figuring it out. We can go to sleep in the mud. Like it's, it's okay. But, but you know, there's, especially with this, um, you know, this length of time that you have these, these campers with and the fact that they're really bought in already, then there's a lot of opportunity for experiential learning. Absolutely. And when you say bluff, bluff Island, Saranac Lake, uh, I mean, I would have to say one of the coolest climbs uh, I've ever done is Bluff Island, you know, without giving the secret away. You know, where you, where you lower, lower down. the kids down, you're doing, you know, that, yeah. that uh, the standard top belay, um, lowering them down. And, you know, and when the kid can't make it, either helping them back up, you know, or, or saying, oh, I can lower you into a canoe if you really want to. Uh, but the pear shape on the island under the tarp, how, you know, like when you have a moment like that with the kids and even though you're kind of like mentally like, wow, we're going to figure this out, where do you go? And even today, and this is a good, you know, almost like trans, you know, did that help you as you are in our bound school? It, does it help you to have those experiences where you have that coworker, but now you're a lone guide on the mountain, the ski resort, and things are looking a little dicey and you got to keep your clients safe. Is it, is it that same concept of pushing your comfort zone only a little bit, but by doing it with kids in a controlled, you know, you know we're on Bluff Island. Worst case scenario, we call the ranger and they come out and get us, right? But we're far enough away. So it's like, can you see that aspect, you know, because I've seen some photos and stuff. You've definitely taken some adventures, Ryan, you know, in your time. And most people would look at these sort of day trips and experiences like, oh, you know, is that's not like adventure, but it is, right? Because these kids haven't gone that far. They haven't been in a storm under a blue tarp. They haven't hung off the side of a rock. We're the first one to put them there. So how does that set the kid as well as you as a guide that first year up to where you are now? I mean, it's in a nutshell, I think the question that you're asking is like, how do you, how do you frame experiences for people? So that no matter what the conditions are, because that, those are the things that we don't have control. Don't have over. control. Yeah. We can't change the weather. You know, there's, there's, there's such thing as, you know, poor clothing choice. True. For, <laughs> for, you know, given weather conditions, but, but it's really about framing the experience so that people can walk away feeling like they were successful. Even, even when the trip totally goes sideways you know there's no way we're summiting and you know that from the very moment you lay eyes on this client you know you know that you're just going to barely make it up to where you base camp but you're not actually going to summit the mountain yeah so it's way it's it's figuring out how to involve the the participants and make sure that they're informed participants and and feel like they're driving the decision-making a little bit. You know, if I go, if I go to, you know, this, say, say we go back to Bluff Island and, and I was to say like, okay, it, it looks like it's going to rain. We're going to just pack it in and go home. Then, yeah, we might be able to bypass this, you know, difficulty, 
but we're also giving up a big learning experience. Mm -hmm. And people, ultimately, they just want some challenge. They don't want to be freaked out. And so you're there holding their hand and managing that challenge and guiding them through this, this process. Mm -hmm. And that, that's going to happen from you know, your second grader that you take on a rappelling trip mm -hmm. to Ricketts Glen, and, and they're doing their first night out. I mean, stuff like that, those experiences really informed me when I started working for the Outward Bound School, where now we have a more diverse population. Mm -hmm. And there's a huge choice theory that might exist. You know, th those kids that are coming to Outward Bound, slightly older groups than we were dealing with in, um, in IHC, more like late teens, young adults. But there you run the spectrum of kids who saved up all their lunch money and are paying for this course themselves. Kids who, they're not adjudicated, but they made a deal with their parents. Like, okay, you either lose your car keys for the summer. Or you go or to hour bound. You go to this place. Yeah. And, and then kids from really... Uh, sort of impoverished backgrounds like East Palo Alto who are so freaked out that they're even camping in the woods and they've received a full ride scholarship. And they're like, so everyone's coming together and you're like having to manage everybody's goals, experiences, fears. Yeah. I thought IHC really gave me a solid foundation for that kind of work. Yeah. And, and the word foundation is what, what I absolutely use. And, you know, because by giving that foundation, you can then, as you say, any foundation, you build on a foundation, right? But it's adjustable. It's flexible. You you have tools, whether you're on the water, the trails, the vertical. And, and I refer to that when I, when we were talking about IC Adventure and the, and the OPT program. And, and I'm like, we really do. We ride, we run, we hike, we swim, we paddle, we, you know, and so it's like we, we're trying to give these experiences and whether it's raining or not, did you did you pack the tent? Did the kids pack their rain gear? If they didn't pack their rain gear, how do we build it? You know, the tarp and include them in that because that's fun for them. It's problem solving. And then when you hunker down under that and you're telling stories and you're laughing about it, but everyone you make them a hot cup of cocoa, they're going to remember that because that was that challenge that they they surpassed. Um, you know for sure. Um, how about you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I literally could Ryan talk with you all day because. For those of you who don't know, is like I've I've also bumped into Ryan, and I think the relationship part maybe we can talk about that is, you know, in those two years you're also in it together, right? You we you do everything, you know, when you work in this environment, so you really build these bonds with people. Uh, and we, before that, we started our podcast. We were talking about Dan Zelikman and and how you know there's just even if we don't see each other for a while, then we connect, and we were able to connect at Yosemite um, a few years back, and you, you dragged me up a couple couple routes so i appreciate for that but even before that i was in california doing my woofer and we climbed together in idle wild so just the opportunity and ability that you haven't worked at it in close to, to almost two decades right you know coming up but there's still a connection that when i saw you in yosemite it was like it had been no time at all you know where does that you know how you know can you speak to that? And, and it's not just us. Obviously, there's other people within that that framework. But how is that maybe different? And that experience so important, but it also then springboards you to where you are now. Well, I mean, I, I think you could probably pat yourself on the back a little bit for sort of handpicking 
the I don't even know. I'm, I'm not going to say the cream of the crop, but you know those those folks who seem like they could contribute to a really diverse OPT group, and then and then you just kind of like be in the the puppet master almost like. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I when I say diverse, you know, and I, I love how you say that is that you know I wanted a climber, but I also want a hiker, right? I want I want someone who's a paddler, and I want someone that is a mountain biker. I want someone from Northwest, you know, the islands, you know, you know, but I also want someone from Florida, uh, you know, because if we're all coming from the same background, you know, then we're not learning from each other. And uh, to this day, and, and I, I, I want to take that compliments. Thank you so much, you know, Ryan, because I still continue to this day to make sure that IHC offers a diverse staff and diverse as we know is just so, I mean, there's, there's so many socioeconomic, you know, color, race, uh, countries, you know, things that go in and we do what we can to introduce and have those experiences. So, um, and the puppet master, I just love to, to dance and have fun. And it's for those of you guys, <laughs> so. yeah, I mean, you, you, set, you set up, uh, you know, an environment where, I mean, you should, you should be able to be like a panelist on sort of like an HR staffing <laughs> conference, like how to make a staff enjoy where they work yeah. and, and enjoy each other's company. And, you know, we're, you're working with different people on different trips. Like there's a lot of yeah. cross pollination. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I was, I was fired up. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't take those, those summers back in a heartbeat. Yeah, for sure. And, and hopefully, you know, any of the, the people that work with Ryan back in the day are, are listening to this now and, and reminiscing and, and feel free to reach out to us and say hi and just let us know what you've been up to because we miss you for sure if we haven't been talking to you. Um, but more so now, Ryan, you know, um, I mad props, you know, to this, to this day because, you know, we when I think of IAC for some people, it's a springboard. Uh, you can always keep learning, always keep pushing. And that's what we're doing, you know, with IAC Adventures is we recognize that there's kids that want more, parents that want more. So, like, let's give them the next level. Um, you've been doing the next level stuff for a while and, and I've been tracking and stuff. What where, where did that determination come from? Because for those of you who don't know, um, and I want to make sure I get it right, you're, you're, you are an AMGA, IFMGA guide, right? You are, you made it to the top and, and mad kudos to that because it's not easy. It, it takes time, it takes efforts and dedication. So for those listening that are like, oh, I want to do that, it, it's not just those amazing Instagram photos, right? That's capturing the moment, but what does it actually take? Uh, what did it take you um, to get where you are today? So, I mean, in, in raw numbers, it took me eight years from, from the point where I took my first AMGA, which is American Mountain Guide Association. They're, they're the organization that in the U.S. delivers curriculum and administers exams in the rock, ski, mountaineering, and alpine climbing disciplines. And then once you have attained your final certification in each one of those disciplines, then you are internationally certified, which allows you to go and work in places like the Alps or in South America. So, you know, there's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Like you can take this guiding thing a long ways, but you know, from, from remembering myself as a cocky 22 year old who thought they knew everything yeah. showing up, you know, on your doorstep, I'm sure that that first summer, you know, it, 
I think for me, I realized pretty early on that hard skills are easy to come by and soft skills are much harder to come by and harder to develop. And any, any monkey can get trained to put a rope, you know, at the top of a cliff, mm -hmm. but working with people and, and really having sort of the social skills to, to be a guide. I think that, that lack of those, those skills is what drew me to IHC and Outward Bound. And I worked for five years for the Outward Bound School. Mm -hmm. And while I was working for OB, which is a very short season, like, you know, April, May until the end of September, early October. Mm -hmm. So I was just squirreling away all my money. I was just working, working, working. And all those trips, you know, like, unlike the IHC trips, they're all backpacking based. Mm -hmm. So you're not spending any money. I was living in, a, in the back of my Toyota Tacoma pickup. And even though you get paid peanuts at that young age, you know, I'd, I'd have a little nest egg at the end of the season and would fly down to Argentina and then would climb for four or five months in a row in Patagonia, just building up my own personal skill set. So I was kind of like, like my path was I'm going to seek out work opportunities that give me more social skills, more soft skills. And then on my own free time, I'm going to just continue to develop those those hard technical skills. So then once I, I had a, you know, a really rowdy trip to Patagonia and we climbed some really cool peaks, but also had some, a lot of downtime in, in our tents and in between games of gin rummy, you know, while it was just pouring down rain or hunkering down, yeah. I kind of like, I was journaling and I just made a plan. I was like, if I'm going to do this thing, I want to do it the best. I want to be the best. And it might take some, you know, some toiling and suffering and investing, but that's when I decided just to start down the AMGA path and work more as a professional mountain guide versus sort of a, a camp counselor or a experiential head instructor like I had been. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and, and I, that's beautiful. And I hope people are like, wow, that's me. Cause there are, there are those people out there going like, how is it done? Can it be done? And part of it's patience, it's resilience. It's great. It's all these catch words that you say, but what does that actually look like? And I think you framed it really well when you said, literally I was hunkering down. I had time. I journaled. Like how funny is it? Like back in the day, if someone said, Oh, do you journal? It'd be like, Oh, who journals? That's so unmasculine. Or, you know, I love that we're in such a, a healthy and happy place. You know, most people are in a healthy, happy place to sort of say, hey, I'm I'm not there yet, or I'm going to journal this. I'm going to reflect on this. I'm going to focus on the social skills. Because as you said, it's like, if you just climb, 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 that's awesome. You're going to be an amazing climber and you're going to be very strong. But are you going to be a guide? Are you going to be a teacher? Are you going to be an instructor? And that's where I think that balance, as I heard you say, is is through IC, through Outward Bound, through just even experiences with client, you should constantly be sort of self, almost like uh, assessing, but also asking for that input. You know, and, and I think that's what we tried to create as well. Um, even in our friendship is asking questions, letting us know where we are, being honest with each other. Because if you're not, you could actually get in a really dangerous situation and, and that's what we want to avoid i know you want to avoid us and and that's why you are where you are you know in the situations and and you said it before sometimes you're not going to summit and that's the right decision at that time 
you know, um, and, you know, maybe we're not going to go out on Bluff Island, but we're going to wait till the afternoon till the storms go by. Like, that's the right decision. Adjust the itinerary, have conversations, let people know why. Um, but wow. Yeah. So so within that time frame, I mean, this is kind of the, the funny side of it. I think the more light side um, you're you're jogging up, you were aid climbing for a while. I, and it was. It was almost like we, I would follow you and be like, Mark, I'm so into aid right now. I'm so into aid climbing. I want to just aid everything. I want to, I want to aid, 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 aid. And then it's like, okay, no, 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 I'm getting my track game on. And then obviously you had to change disciplines because there's the mountaineering piece. There's the skiing piece. So of those three areas, the, you know, the, the climbing, the mountaineering, the skiing, is there is there one that you can say, or even a couple that you're just like, I remember this aha moment where I was like, my hand was in a splitter crack the skies were blue and I was just like in heaven or I was skiing in the Alps or I was in Patagonia. You know, what, when you look back at those precious moments in, in your tenure of, of climbing, skiing and guiding, it has, have there been any of those moments where you're just like, I love it. I mean, hopefully every day is like that, but just really ones that stand out. Oh man. I mean, I think once I really, and like you said, I, I, I get a kick out of every day that I'm out and and I'm fortunate to work with some really talented clients, you know, guests that that pay me to to go and and hang out with them. Go hang out right and, in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, and like and, and like friendships that have really blossomed. Like we've got I've got partnerships that have lasted, you know, almost 12 years. You know, where um, I've I've put an ice axe in someone's hands and taught them how to use it, and now we're going down to. Peru and climbing 18,000 foot peaks together. Yeah, but, uh, but honestly, like once I started ski guiding, it was just this, like, it wasn't even an aha moment. It was like, like lightning bolts, you know, yeah. Whoa, I, I get to do this for work. It's fun on the up and the down. Yeah. You know, whereas like mountaineering can feel a little bit like toiling, like it's work. Um, the skiing is just like, just a good time. Yeah. I would almost say, as I love how you say that, because there's, there's probably mountain out, mountaineers out there like, yeah, you know, you got to earn them, you know, right. Cause you got to walk up and walk down or hike up and hike down. Whereas yeah. with skis, you get, to you, get, you get to slide and glide and, you know, uh, you're right. It's, it's kind of like a, a side note, you know, if you weren't skiing, climbing, mountaineering, where's the relaxing though? Cause again, if, if, if you do it for work, um, you, you sometimes need to disconnect, you know, and, and you know, for yeah. me, it's like, if, if all you do is climb, teach kids, climb, teach kids. So for me, sometimes it's like just taking non-clients friends out and going bouldering. But if someone told me is like, if you could just chill, what's, what's a Mark chill day? If I could actually chill, I would do surf and yoga. Like I'd go find some cool beach yeah. and, and do surf and yoga, which is completely the opposite of where I spend you know, my professional and my other joys, right? Rock to water. <laughs> yeah. So how about you? Where's, where's, where's your non, you know, uh, you know, I've been, I've, I've been trying to learn how to just be a hiker yeah. and, and it's actually kind of fun, like going for these big fast packing missions. You know, it, it might not sound like a lot of fun, but like, we'll do like 75 miles oh, over nice. two or two or three days. But carrying almost nothing you're not carrying ropes or metal it's kind of sweet yeah and the, the fact that your pack is is like half to a third <laughs> you know the way yeah, it normally would be I bring, I bring a fly rod on a lot of trips nowadays uh, even if i'm going on a climbing trip 
because you get you get up to your camp and you're hanging out, dipping your toes in the water, and there's trout rising all over the place, and you know, yeah. a little bit of lemon butter and and a frying pan, and beautiful, beautiful. Well, house. yeah, <laughs> phenomenal. Where has you know, as I sit here and I just imagine you with a fly rod, is there a your favorite place to guide right now? I mean, I've, I've made a home here in the Sierra Nevada because there's no bad season to be here. That's what's so cool about California. I mean, it's sort of a land of superlatives, right? Like you've, you've got a crazy population density yeah. in, you know, these coastal tech towns, but, uh, and big cities like LA, but you've got the lowest point in this, the continent you've got the highest point in the lower 48 states that are it's like a hundred miles apart. You've got the biggest trees, like the land of extremes. And then, you know, couched within all that is that no matter what season it is, it's either rock climbing or it's alpine time or it's ski season or, you know, those few months like October and November where it's kind of too cold to be in the mountains, but there's not enough snow to start skiing. Then that's when we, bounce out and head over to the red rock desert and and get out of dodge and kind of go on our own adventures but yeah it's, it's kind of crazy that you can just have this like continuously good environment for for doing all these mountain pursuits yeah and, and i think that's you know it almost speaks to that you know uh, you know you've almost become your own uh, it is your backyard right and i tell people this when i grew up in illinois it was my backyard. So I found ways to play on my street and my neighborhood. And when I found adventure later on in life, you know, I expanded my backyard. And then when I went to camp, my backyard got even bigger. And then because of my brother, I moved to Colorado. Now Colorado is my backyard, but my neighbor's backyard is Utah, <laughs> you know, and I got this cousin over in California, you know, so it, it, outdoor adventure really does open up things, but you, you definitely live in a blessed place. And we won't say the name of it again, because I'm sure you don't want too many people moving there, um, you know, anytime soon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but even the Northeast, uh, you know, circling back, what I want to make sure everyone knows is whether you're in the Northeast, the Southwest, the Midwest, wherever you are, there is adventure out there. You know, and, and what, what you're seeking and how you're pushing that could be on the water, could be on the land. Um, it's about, you know, just taking those steps and pushing a little bit harder and maybe just doing some investigating. Um, but if there's one thing I can say, um, you know, from, from, from my heart is just get outside. Rain, shine, snow, you know, get a jacket, get something and just start moving and let your body warm up and, and get after it. But, um, but Ryan, before we head off, is there any, you know, uh, words of wisdom, you know, that you want to share with any up and coming guides, any, um, you know, uh, inspirational quotes to the campers, uh, you know, at IAC that might be listening to this or. Yeah. I, you know, when, when, when you were, when we were talking about like, well, you know, how, how I got my start, uh, and, and those years of sort of like dirt bag destitution, you know, yeah. like I, I would just say like fully embrace that, that, you know, we don't have to be dirt bags about it, but you're only young once and, and embracing this, the fact that you don't need that much money to survive and you have a ton of time that, that, that like, this is really the time. Like I, I just got off the phone a couple weeks ago with someone who was in my outdoor rec program 
who was wondering like how to get into the industry and how to like get a, you know, really get the foot in the door and start working year round. I was like, you don't want to do any of that. Like you want to get this sweet job that only takes up your summer months, like, like going to IHC and then you've got these, like the rest of the year to do your own thing and work on your own skills and have fun. And all this, like all this, you know, necessary hustling and filling your dance card with clients that can all come later, but you're never going to regret having these, you know, months of unfilled, unstructured time. You can go and fill up with adventures and yeah, that's going to, that's going to be like what really sets you up to be the instructor, the guide, the counselor that you can be. Agreed. Agreed. Wise words. Um, you know, <laughs> it's almost, you know, the funny part too is like when, when, when you say it, it sounds so easy and the commitment really is about, you know, don't get stuck into this. You have to have this, you have to have this, like if cultures and society saying you have to have this brand new car and you have to have this, 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 you don't, right. What you need is your health, food, something to transport you or at least a backpack and get on a bus and go and, and meet people. And the networks, you know, Ryan, that we, we create and we have created and even to this day, here we are in 2021, um, still connecting and, you know, uh, and looking forward to our, you know, and as I say, I can't wait to get you, I want to get you back at camp, you know, I want to come out to California, you know, like we're still doing this and that sparks from the conversations and the work and that we did together, you know, in those early years. So thank you so much for, for taking a bit of time. And uh, for those of you uh, who haven't, I'll make sure that in uh, the script and stuff, I'll put Ryan's uh, Instagram so you can check him out. Uh, you know, Ryan, uh, you know, again, mad props of what you've done and where you've, you've it's, it's no easy task, uh, but you make it sound effortless, you know, for sure. Well, thanks for having me on, Mark. And it was great to connect again. Let's let's make it happen. And we share a rope again in, you know, fewer than the years that it took us Ab- last time. Absolutely. And this year I'm going to blame COVID just so everyone knows. Because <laughs> I was like, well, I was easy, like that's an easy yeah, target. yeah, easy target, easy target for sure. Well, thanks again. And uh, for all the listeners out there, again, check the, uh, the script and the messenger. And I'll be uh, linking this on IT Adventures and the IT Podcast and uh, sharing it with uh, Ryan, and I'll be tagging him uh, directly in it when it gets posted. So be safe, be healthy, and keep adventuring. 